Well, well, well. Another beautiful day in Gotham City. Um, the Fed Free is back together. I have a hat on um, to rebel against the wrestling crowd that watched this show last night. <laughs> I have a microphone that lights up. I'm ready to go. War Games, Survivor Series War Games, that is. We're here to review it. Expert panel as always. Bobby Two Shoes. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. You know, uh, it's still kind of weird that all their pay-per-views are on Saturdays. I'm not entirely used to that yet. You have a whole other day to, uh, you know, sit and think about it, discuss it, break it down. It's kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, doing well. Sit and think about it is fucking right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the beauty of Raw, where it was before, was like you could, whether you love the show, didn't like the show, whatever, you had that out, right? Like maybe Raw will be good. Yeah. If you don't like the pay-per-views now, brother. That's Sunday, you know, scrolling the discourse is pretty rough. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I respect the law, Paul Levesque. Um, the Oracle of Wrestling. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, I um, think we may need to discuss about how uh, a different name could be given to these Paul Levesque creations. Yes. <laughs> because the name War Games is not very fitting. Um, war play, play yeah, war. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that. Yeah, I guess the war part's part we need to change that, right? It's like weapon games, you know, yeah. table mm. games. So they love them some tables. You give a WWE crowd the chance to count from 10 and see tables, <clears> and they're fucking they're golden, bro. Only wrestling stars, they're good with that. Um, you know what? I'll get into this later, but fuck it, let's just talk about it. We'll review this show in the traditional way you guys have come to expect um, from real podcasters in which we talk about the matches and stuff. But there is an elephant in the room here. I think this will affect Bob less, but still will affect him. Um, it affected the Oracle of Wrestling and I uh, mm. quite a bit. We had a, we had a conversation last night. I believe I led with, I wish WCW didn't die, um, <clears throat> which, you know, was kind of foolish, but it was what I felt in the moment. I think... There's a lot of good to say about this show, but we do need to establish where we stand at the outset here. It's hard, Oracle, isn't it? It's yeah. really hard when you're like us and for some reason you fool yourself every year. <laughs> <laughs> it just isn't what you want it to be, is it? It's it's really difficult to get past that. Speak to it a little bit, and we'll kind of piece this together as we go. Go ahead, pal. Well, <clears throat> the first mistake they make is when they say, it gives them the out to have the match longer, I think. And I think the phrasing is important. And I think they use that to be able to do it, which is the match doesn't begin until yes. everybody's in it. Mm. No, 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 no. The match doesn't end until everybody's in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's more games. This is whatever Triple H wants to make it, which is some 45 minute epic where, you know. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that gives them the out to have. You know, a twenty-minute match after everybody's already in. Yeah, this could be like that because I I saw <clears throat> some talk last night, and I we all have different experience. I'm not knocking it off. There was some talk last night that war games is always not interesting until everyone's in, and I need to stress to just reiterate Oracle's point. Once upon a time, the match beyond was just the conclusion of the match. Mm-hmm. The meat of the match was the heat segment hot tag combo that you get throughout. Mm-hmm. They have taken the match beyond so literally, and as you said, they use that phrase, and the match doesn't begin until. It's like, 
it's his own match. And it's exhausting, right? But carry on, yeah. right? just to kind of isolate that single point. Yeah, uh, I mean, submit a surrender only is a lot more interesting than pins, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, blood would obviously help, but even that's not even the main problem. It's just like how they... It's just, you know, everybody comes in and they have to go in and grab weapons. That's terrible. That's awful. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. Nikki spent Four. over a minute doing that, man. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it just, it doesn't, I mean, like, look, I liked hardcore title matches too when I was seven years old. But like, you know, they're coming in there and they're having hardcore title matches. Trash like, can lids and shit in war games is like, what like, is this? There's a cage, man. Yeah. Um, couple other little things. And I know we sound like old heads. I'm sorry. A lot of people are going to review the show much more positively. We're fucking losers. Just let us live. Let us vent. Let us written base, right? Let us vent. Why have they made it three minutes per entrant? Every hot tag takes like 30 seconds. By the time mm -hmm. you get to the next one, you've killed all of your momentum every single time. That's <clears> part <throat> of the other thing. Also, and this is something that really stood out to me last night. It's like because they want to get the, the perfect shot of every spot that they have planned, when you're not doing one of the spots, you have to just die and lay on the floor. And I'm telling you, that is not what this was. That's the Royal Rumble. In yeah. war games, you would fight in the corner of the ring. You would fight against the cage. You would grind the opponent's face against the cage. You would punch each other. Things were always happening in war games. It's like last night, so many times I'm looking at the wrestlers I enjoy in these matches, and they're just waiting to do the next set spot, you know? There's so little organic violence within. It's just, it's so, it's overproduced in that way, in a way that's really jarring. Um, yeah. Bob, did these things affect, I know you tweeted last night, we were talking last night about weapons and stuff, but like, where are you at on this? Yeah, I haven't really liked, you know, the inclusion of the weapons since they've started doing the NXT ones. Uh, just doesn't feel necessary. And just like, I know in 2022, like that's how you can convey violence in a WWE match, yeah. kind of, but like, there's got to be a better way to do it. Even if it's just, like, maybe a table, maybe a chair, but, like, you have 10 or 12 different things in the ring. It just, it, it's a bit much. And, like, yeah, I didn't care for that. I don't really care for weapons in, like, a Hell in a Cell context either. Like, the, the match itself should be the, like, physical violent part and just yeah. adding a bunch of plunder just to do <laughs> it doesn't really work for me. Despite, like I said, knowing that's, you know, if you're not going to do you know, blood or whatever, that's the best way to convey violence in the, you know, current generation, at least for WWE, but, like, it's not really for me. And it's like, this. I know this sounds irrelevant, but it matters to me. I'm sorry. It all is so, like, pristine and glossy. And the way the show is, like, the way they light the show, the way they produce the show, the fact that they have to have, like, the little silver thing across the middle of the two rings because, God forbid, it looks dangerous. It's just... It just isn't for me. And here's the thing. I realise we've been doing these now for five years. To a whole generation of fans, this is now War Games. Mm. And that's how things work, okay? Like, there are movies of yesteryear that have been rebooted and now that's what they are. That's fine. People do what they want, but they can enjoy it. It's not their, you know to agree with Oracle and I who are fucking nerds. But as fucking nerds are called, it just is frustrating, right? Because it's just like, man, I love all of these wrestlers, but I don't feel like I'm seeing them do a War Games match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like a... 
I, I think it's better. Just, it's just a cage match with like weapons. Yeah. 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 With like, yeah, it's just a cage match. It's, a, it's like an extreme rules cage match. I almost wish they'd do the old fucking lethal lockdown thing where like the, they hang the weapons because <laughs> at least that like explains it. Yeah. <laughs> People going under the ring to a pop is brutal. Um, also, I do have to, and this is look, I'm very seldom going to see and blame wrestling fans because they're fans, whatever. Someone's gonna have to sit down and explain the table thing to me, man. Like, I, I was like, are people okay? What is the deal with the table? It was, it was popular, you know, 25 years ago. It's like, <laughs> good lord, man. I mean, it's like, I can, <laughs> it was like the only thing they would react to. Yeah, I knew I was thing. in trouble. It would be ideal if they kind of like cared about the rest of the match. And even when it wasn't the table stuff, like they'd come up for one spot and then just sit again until the next big spot, which that's kind of how the match was laid out, like you were talking about a little bit. But like, I don't know, man. I knew I was in some trouble personally when I watched the the first portion of the the Women's War Games match. How little heat there was when Kota and Bianca were just wrestling. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck. Because the problem is, as much as we can criticize, if they did our um, our war games, they'd have had even less reaction than they got. That crowd didn't give a shit, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were into the yeah. Sammy stuff, but, like, there was no actual emotional investment heat-wise beyond the Sammy stuff. Like, the women's match, they were just waiting for the stunts. They went to count the number mm-hmm. to the next entrant, and then they wanted to see tables and chairs and stuff like that. Anyway, look, I want to be clear. We had to have this conversation lead. I don't think this show is bad. And I think in their own world, both war games matches are like, you know, solid and good and fun or whatever you want to use for different. They're different, very different, both of them. And I appreciate how different they were. It's just, it would be, simply put, we would be kind of lying if we came on here and looked at them only through that lens. But I, th- I know Oracle and I both watched it through the lens of, fuck, we just wanted it to be more. <clears throat> um, let's get into it piece by piece. Let's start with the aforementioned women's war games match. Um Team Bianca, I guess, right? Becky, Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, and Mia Yim. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. Firstly, cool for Mia Yim that she's even on this team. It was only when I saw them all together that I was like, Jesus, fuck. Like, this is like four of the most, they're like four of their most um, uh, decorated women, right? Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. cool for me. I'll get into some of the elements I didn't like about that in a moment. Yeah, there you had Damage Control, um, Rhea, and uh, Nikki Cross. Who is no longer Nikki Ash? Right, Bob. Nikki Cross. That's right. For a minute, I convinced myself that was her indie name, and I was very confused. Thank you. <laughs> so, Oracle can vouch me here, and I know no one will believe me because on Tuesday we did our layout, but on Friday night, the Oracle of Wrestling and I had an hour and a half post show, and we began <laughs> to agent these matches. <laughs> Oracle, how close to the money was I on this one's war games? We're very close. You're like right yeah. at the end, it fell apart. <clears throat> But before that, I was I was on yeah. fire. Um, yeah. Dakota was leading the way here for the heels. I thought she was awesome. Some of the bumps she took, I thought she was the highlight of the match by far. She brought mm-hmm. a nice element of chaos while taking some ridiculous bumps. Bianca was in there. Obviously, Bianca's great. Um, it was a fun match. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing I'll say the Women's War Games match, for the runtime, it didn't bore me. And that match was only 40 minutes long. And that's, that's an achievement. And I think it was fun. It was very much NXT War Games in terms of the reliance on weaponry and plunder and so on and so forth. Bobby, what did you make of the opening match here, Chief? Um, I'm conflicted because, you know, we talked about kind of all the issues that we had, but, like, 
it was fun. It was cool to yeah. see you know, all 10 of them. I enjoyed watching all 10 of them wrestle. Like, so it's really, do you want to focus on like the negatives or do you want to focus on the positives? So it's like, it, it was probably too long. They don't need to be that long, but I get it. And like the wrong team probably ended up winning just because I don't know what you do with damage control from this point. But like overall, I don't think I hated it. Just it, you got to keep the context of like, this is how they do this match, I guess. Bob O'Neill, I thought of you as a much better sport than this. I thought you were a class act and a scholar. How are you coming on here and spinning your bad predictions as actually the wrong team won? <laughs> the Oracle of Wrestling, Bobby Two Shoes, really believed he was winning this match. I tried, Oracle. Mm. He'll convert. I tried. I said, Bobby, Becky, just can't. It's, it's not happening. He was defiant, and now he's spinning it as wrong team one. I don't know about all that, Bobby. The babyfaces won more games. I mean, you know. It's, it's... Yeah, but the babyfaces should have probably won the other one. I mean. Are you saying they didn't? Well, fair. Well, I saw in the main event, the team who had the disadvantage one, and then afterwards hugged to a major ovation. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm messing around with you, but <laughs> I, um, I just thought it was always likely they were going to give Becky the big moment. And, uh, yeah. In fairness, Becky was at the start of this feud, right? They took Becky out. It wasn't like she was just added on. Like She was one of the first victims of damage control um, very early on in the faction. My God, it's raining. But uh, Oracle, what did you make of this? And then we'll kind of pick up our individual piece. But just generally, what did you make of the Women's War Games match? Uh, it was fun. Um, the highlights were when Alexa came out and like the wire was in the way and she got mad that and threw over her head and looked back <laughs> angrily. She looked very um, mad. That was incredible. It was, uh -huh. awesome. it was nice to like, I mean this with love, but it was nice to see Alexa like having facial expressions and shit. Cause sometimes she just looks so like not into it. Yeah. She looked really fucking mad. <laughs> and and uh, um, I thought Rhea was great in this. Yeah. Uh, I thought Becky was great. Um, Becky did like her typical like hammy, get up you bitch in her Irish accent to Bailey, yeah. which I actually thought ruled. Um. Come at me, bitch, or whatever, you know, this ridiculous Irish accent. Tell him more like me. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, so that was good. Rhea, Rhea getting misted to kind of, like, take her out was awesome. And then when she got up all blind and, like, mad and in a rage, and, like, you could hear her yelling, you fucking misted me, or whatever it was. Yeah. And, like, Everybody. she, like, was throwing everybody around. That ruled. Um, Thinnis was, 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 was fine. <clears throat> they did three spots from the top of the cage. That's a, that's that's ridiculous. The first yeah. one was absolutely absurd. Where Nikki Cross just like, what's she doing? Did and you then, see Alexa? It literally, like, Alexa kept, like, looking up, and she was like, all right, y'all, we got to get ready for this. Alexa was like, do you, you fucking, do you not realize she's up there? She was, like, grabbing people. and like, <laughs> It's like, guys, it's supposed to look organic, you know? Like, I mean, I understand you have to get in position, but it was so, like, absurd. She, she was, like, turning people. And then... He kept trying to direct traffic, and nobody would pay attention. And, and the worst part was... had to, like, was, sit up there and, like, try to, like, was, do character work. It was one of those horrible catches where, like, because they were a group, she fell, like, right in the middle of them. So, like, she mm -hmm. hit some of them on the head and she hit Alexa, like, on the knee. It was, like, that's the thing that puts me, like, you can't bleed, but you can do four dives from the cage. And, like, everyone gets banged up from those, but, you know, yeah. whatever, right? Because on EO's one, Bianca, like, she hurt her leg, right? Like, I don't know. It's 
It was funny. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was a fun match, but like, and then poor Io, like, yeah, she just. I guess her foot's bothering her still. And, the, and granted, that spot, her 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 hand got stuck in the mesh of the cage. It's fine. Mm. Like it was it was awkward, but like, I mean, it was bad, but like it was it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's just her rhythm's <clears throat> off, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I agree with you. Dakota was good in it. Um, I mean, I don't really know. I don't know. Um, it's kind of interesting, like the direction that they're going to do, you know, going forward, because this was, you know, kind of the end of the fall season, and now they're going into the holidays, and Rumble's coming up, and, and uh, this um, this fantasy book, some yeah, yeah? Sure. look. Um, before we do, couple of things on the match, and then we'll move to like next the next step. Um, I'm a big Mia Yim fan. And I was really hoping they were going to give us some stuff here. She, other than maybe Alexa, was the biggest victim of like you get your hot tag and then you just have to die and wait for everyone else, like wait for the next spot. Yeah. Um, her hot tag was really good, but after that, it felt like she completely blended to the background and like she needed. This is not Chris and Mia to be clear, like, but she needed. She needed to be given stuff, you know, because like. I don't need Alexa Bliss to do anything crazy in war games. That's she's already over. But Mia Yim's brand new to that audience. She hasn't ever been seen to them. Like Mia wasn't even that big of a deal in NXT. And then on the main list, she was reckoning. So it's like, I feel like I could have given her more. Like the biggest criticism I've given them, I'd give of the match for what it was trying to be, was um to me anyway, it was overproduced, but I don't think they did a great job of singling out individuals. Like, I agree with your Oracle that Rhea looked good and Dakota, well, I said Dakota, but they didn't do a great job to me of giving people, like, real um, signature show-ins that kind of stole the headlines. I was stunned at how little interaction we got between Bianca and Rhea. I thought they were going to really lean on that, and that would be our next program, which we'll get into in a second. Um, it felt to me like everyone was kind of floating around. I mean, Bianca was in this match for 40 minutes, but for mm. so much of it, I felt like she was just having to watch the next... And again, let me be clear. I'm not criticizing the women. I'm criticizing the the way they do these matches. Bob, do you understand what I'm saying with that? Like, it was yeah. overproduced, but also there wasn't enough thought into how we were spotlighting people. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think your point that you brought up earlier, where like if you weren't kind of in the main sequence that was on camera, you weren't doing anything. Yeah. And that kind of shined through quite a bit, and uh, took away from it. It's like to them. They can't have something going on in the other ring because it takes away from the main spot they want you to watch. Yeah. But it's like that is just not war games. You're defeating the object of it. It's supposed to look like, where am I looking here? There's violence everywhere. You yeah. Know? And I think the one spot where they did like the four superplexes, that was actually pretty cool. I would yeah. like to see some more of that. I agree. Um, because that was when it really kind of all felt cohesive, but it was kind of just like, you know, a handful of different matches going on at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think. For what they were trying to do, they did a good job. And obviously the women all like fucking they certainly didn't leave anything out there in terms of the bumps they took, right? There was a lot of ones where you went, you know, it was it was like they were going for it. Um so I I have praise for the match where it was, it just weren't quite what I wanted it to be. Oracle, you mentioned what's next. Hmm. Is it fair? I think we're fair to guess Bailey and Becky are gonna have a program of some kind. Yeah, that feels likely. That was the one thing they did spotlight, right? <clears throat> yeah, you know, it yeah. uh it feels that way. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like they. I feel like they kind of are going to do some like Rhea Oscar feud on TV now. Is Rhea Mia done though? No, they, like, probably wrestling? not. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, because they're probably just going to go back like with their groups now and bring Who's that beyond wrestling next. Is this where we do the heel turn? Yeah, probably. Honestly, yes. <laughs> yeah, it might be. What? Where? Where? Uh, she turns heel. Will we do the Alexa heel turn we've been booking for four months? Oh, the Alexa heel turn. Oh, yeah. Man. The very real heel turn is happening. It's happening next. Happening on Monday. Right. Yeah, it's been happening for a while, I've noticed. Yeah, setting yeah. up, bro. Um, to be fair, Bob, though, who else could you, who else is Bianca going to work? Like, the rear feud doesn't feel like it's next to me. No, that feels like... Bailey. No, Rhea feels like maybe the Mania feud. So, yeah, Alexa feels like a pretty good uh, stopgap. It could be good, I guess. Um, yeah. Where are we at on damage control, boys? A lot of discourse. A lot of discourse. Uh, do you have a, um, a play? I deserve to lose. <laughs> you mentioned Oracle's the booker. Hmm. Talent comes in, he's obvious, and asks why it's is Listen, you deserve to lose. <laughs> Bobby, what's your, what's your, where are you at on damage control at this point? I don't know, because like heels are supposed to lose. I get that, but like. It just, we talk about it almost every week. It just doesn't feel like it's working. And it's hard to identify what exactly it is that's wrong. Like maybe the expectations were too high coming in. Um, but it's hard. I mean, they have the tag title still, and maybe they'll just kind of split off, and EO and Dakota will be a tag team for a while, and then Bailey will focus on Becky. <clears throat> Oracle, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think it's gonna be Becky versus kind of damage control in general. Mm. I, I, they're probably gonna have to get a new tag team to feud with, right? So like, I, I don't know who that's gonna be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Candice and like Mia or some shit. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. They might. Are they gonna do? Is Electra and Nikki like a feud? What are they doing with that? I'm sure they'll have a TV match on Raw tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. Kevin Patrick will say, this is three years in the making, or whatever. <laughs> I love that you keep giving the Irish Cockney accents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll do, that's probably what they'll actually do, is they'll put, I think they might put, rather than turn Alexa directly, they may have them to bleed into like who chases Bianca next, you know, and do one of their famed triple threats. Um, we'll see. We'll let it play out. But it was a fun match. It didn't bore me. It didn't overstay its welcome for me. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't quite what I was looking for. Um, but, you know, the women did the best with what they were, were given. And what they were given was the real issue for me personally. But that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Just move forward here. Let's go in order. Um, AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Much discourse about this one in our own uh, circle. We were all sweating bullets about this. Um, I've seen mixed I actually like really like this match. Um, I don't think you can give them shit for like the crowd's, you know, like the crowd's disinterest, considering the crowd didn't have interest with like. Yeah. <laughs> multiple tables involved and ladders. Um, I think everyone could accept they were fucked from that point on, crowd-wise. 
Well, I thought it was very well wrestled. I don't even need to be 18 minutes long. Personally, I probably would have shaved it a little bit. But I did think it was very well wrestled. Um, Bob, what did you make of Bullet Club Civil War, brother, brother? It was fine. You know, it was uh, well done, technically sound. I mean, I don't remember much from it, but it was fine. Like, a nice little match, kind of like I thought it was going to be. Oh, I know it sounds like it sounds oh, like you didn't like it, but like uh, that was uh, damning, bro. It was a nice little match. I don't remember fucking anything from it. I <laughs> you mean, see Dave's tweet? <coughs> well, work match between two pros. He's right. You know, there's two people I follow who like that tweet, Oracle. You know who? This will pop you. Uh, or one contrarian Alex, I believe, liked it. It was not contrarian Alex. It was. The famed machine gun, Carl Anderson, as well as Papa House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw Alex like it, but maybe I could. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe my phone was just feeling weird, but I had a great I had a great screenshot of that that I'll be saving moving forward. Machine gun, Carl Anderson. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Oracle, where do you stand on this one? Bobby, obviously. <clears> yeah, I got bored stuff. like two minutes in and was doing this. <gasps> it was on. You did other stuff? During yeah. Bullet Club Civil War, brother, brother? <laughs> this is red hot. Well. You ever been a hot topic lately? Uh, the one part I did kind of go, oh, okay, this is interesting, is when Dom was, like, brawling with yes. gallows. Yeah, it was well I my interest for a minute, yeah. He didn't really have any stakes as well. He was, <clears throat> it was just a man. You know, from, from what I was paying attention to, it was fine. It was just not – it yeah. didn't interest me. AJ's in a weird place, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I watch his work, I don't think he's like, like physically, like just destroyed. Like he still does some amazing things. He's just, he feels like really cold and has for like two years now. You know. Yeah. What do we do with AJ Styles, Bob? What do we do? I don't know, because like when there's another title mm-hmm. on Raw and you seem like a babyface has it, he could be you know like a B pay per view opponent still. Yeah. Like Adrian Cody would be a lot of fun, I think. Yes. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Yes, exactly. More Bullet Club Civil War, brother. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It just it does kind of feel That's like this weird good. like holding pattern with him for now. Like it's kind of felt like the past year or so. It isn't great, but Oracle, I got sank for you. What? Who who are the world tag team champions WWE right now, Oracle? <clears throat> Uh, Jimmy and Jay the Usos of the Bloodline. Okay, now bear with me. All right. Okay. Television main event, red or blue doesn't matter to me. World's Tag Team Champions the Usos up against the true team of the OC, AJ Styles and the modern day Ricky Morton, the Machine Gun Carl Anderson. With, <laughs> hold on, hold on, with. The big LG Doc Gallows, who has a physical confrontation with Paul Heyman. My God, a physical what? confrontation with Paul Heyman. You know, Paul he pulls machine guns for a <coughs> sec. Gallows gives him the uppercut. Paul does a, takes a bump. You know, because oh he shows God. Paul he's about business. Like, Paul takes like his tumble bump where he like, yeah. he like. Well, he has to show he's about business, brother. He got him fired. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I think you give him thirty-five, forty. You know what I mean, Bob? Mm-hmm. Two out of three falls. That'd be pack good. Him in and, pack <coughs> him in in Nashville. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That real music. All right. Up next. 
one that we were all looking forward to for many reasons. It delivered, baby. It sure delivered. Shotzi, Ronda Rousey. One of the strangest atmospheres I've seen at a major wrestling pay-per-view in some time. There was one moment where Ronda was getting heat and appeared to draw like actual disgust from the audience, and they just sort of all sighed at the same time. It was yeah. when she was she had a hold of Shotzi and she was looking, she was trying to sort of her legs and she went, What do you want? Right foot or left foot? And the crowd was like, Oh fuck. You know, they seem so mad. It wasn't like heat, it was just everyone just being angry. Kind of ruled. Uh this was something. Bob, I heard you went three and a half on this. Oh, it was bad, man. Like, yeah, I tried to be kind of optimistic. I talked about, you know, they had a SmackDown match. It wasn't bad. But anytime Shotzi really wanted to get anything going, Ronda just didn't want to sell for her, which didn't help. And then that just kind of – the one on the apron where Ronda just kind of fell down um, in particular, not ideal. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, the problem is Shotzi probably shouldn't be in that spot where she's having a big singles match at a is pay-per-view. Is that the problem, Bob? Is that well, the problem? No, I mean, there's many problems. The division's bad. Um, there's another problem. <laughs> Ronda's not good. The entire second okay. run's been bad. First yes. run was good. Second run's been bad. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's a handful of problems that kind of all got together, and this match didn't really build or stakes either. Uh, they, they did a little bit to build to it on SmackDown, but they're clearly just setting up Ronda and Raquel for the Rumble, which, good luck with that one. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's bad. We do a lot of commentary of people's mm-hmm. interest in what they're doing out there. I mean, a minute ago, I popped to the fact that Alexa looked mad at the cameraman. <clears throat> but there is a big difference between someone like a Randy Orton, who is naturally gifted and sometimes just sort of, you know, pops himself by not really working hard. There's a difference between someone like Alexa Bliss, who appears bored, but like will still have her match and, you know, do her thing. And someone like Ronda, who clearly needs to put in an immense degree of effort to have good matches. And appears completely uninterested in doing so. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have like under the radar disinterest and be kind of steady out there, you know. It is another to have matches like this where it honestly felt at times like she just had she had no interest in even trying to have a good match. Um, it was a mess. The Oracle of Wrestling. What did you make of this? Oh, I enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> this was. This was I actually paid attention to it the whole time. I, I enjoyed it greatly. Good um, <clears throat> I mean, when like, see, I'm someone who literally, and I guess it's ironic. I don't know. I enjoy matches like matches that are bad, like yeah. particularly ones like this, because you can't look away. It's so fascinating to watch. Yeah. And like for some people, they get mad. Like I'd much rather watch this than say Seth Rollins do spots or whatever. Um, you know, which what we'll get to that in a minute. I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> so like, <clears throat> this is, I mean, it's not good, you know, I mean, yeah. don't, 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 don't mistake me here, but I enjoyed the sort of just like ruthless, chaotic horse shit that was going on. <laughs> like, the DDT spot was fucking funny as shit. Spots like Rhonda had like Shotzi and like holds like pop me it was just it's like like what the fuck? And, like, <laughs> the fans started cheering for Sasha at one point and like yes they did. I don't know man this was a beautiful disaster I enjoyed it. I mean it's not any good but like yeah this division is nuts bro. Oh yeah this division is like some sort of fucking like science experiment you know it's so someone it's, had a bet <clears throat> it's uh it's it's real bad. 
It was this was something. Um, and again, look, I don't know what to do with Rhonda. This is my this is just guesswork from watching it. But she just she looks so like she's she feels like she's like making a mockery of what she's doing. She doesn't like it. To yeah. me, sometimes that's the way I take her heel work. It's like she's like actively pointing out to you how dumb it all is because she thinks it sucks. You know. Um, I like the part where they pan to like Shane on the floor. Yeah. So she's like, what do you want me to do here? You do that. Oh, yeah. Just... <clears throat> They're just going to finally do the Becky match and Rhonda's probably done, right? Uh, you tell me, Bob. She's one of your top five ever. Top five dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Bobby, like, that was that was already all time great. Like that, if we can find that reaction, was that a tweet? What did you say on the show? I've forgotten now. Um, I'm not a no. I think it was after the rumble, but I think I deleted it at this point. But I did say it because I was, cool. you know, you were feeling like, it. Yeah. Oh, run quite a bit, but in his age, oh shit. Oh, did Bob freeze? They don't freeze. I imagine. Yeah. No, yeah, I did. He just started like. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was checking if it was me. Maybe, maybe, maybe like uh, there's some there's some fed there's some fed fed agents in there that were fucking up his mic, you know. True. Fed yeah. agents, good call. <laughs> Bob, what was you saying? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it just I don't think there's too much more left for her to do after they do that Becky match, which I think will be fine. Becky will carry the match and probably the feud and. But just, it's been rough, man. They really have to yeah. fix the women's division on SmackDown. And, you know, part of it is, you know, Sasha, Naomi, and Charlotte ever show up, that would help. But, like, everyone who's come back has gone to Raw, and I don't really get it. He's or, weird. You know, it, it would help if they use veterans like Natalia. Well, that's not going to carry away. All right. Up next, uh, a match yeah. that the Oracle of Wrestling and I have declined comment on. But Bob has said he'll make up the difference by giving three separate reviews for, as it is a triple threat, the Austin Theory, the Bob Lasher, and the Seth freaking Rollins for the United States title of the world United States. Bobby, take it away. I don't think it was bad. It just wasn't for me. I don't give a shit about oh. two of the guys. So, you know. Um, you didn't like this either? No, not really. Like, Again, the, the match itself, I think, was fine. Just I'm not invested in two of the guys. I don't care about them. I don't want to watch them. This is this was good. Someone said this was good. <laughs> so, someone I saw I saw someone say Seth Rollins was the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I think this has an eight. This has an eight point five on case. to wrestle all types of styles, every version. Bob, you were the savior. What you must have a positive review of this in somewhere in you. Come on, you can do it. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bob. Okay, Come I on. actually thought the finish was <laughs> kind of unique and cool. Like. They messed it up a little bit, but I liked what they were going for. Bobby, Bobby, um, Bobby. Come on, Oracle. We need this right now. Bobby, Bobby Christ. Let's get this guy. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Lashley right, did a really good job. Okay. Um, keep going. Come on. When uh, there were a couple spots that Seth did that were not too bad. I mean, it was, again, it was yeah. fine. Like, yep. just don't care about two of them. And, I don't want to see Theory with the U.S. title. And if you really stop and think about it, it's pretty dumb that he cashed in and then lost and then just got it back, you know, two weeks later. But Four and a quarter. All right. We make it to our main event. War Games again. The Bloodline. <clears throat> this is the Brawling Brutes. Old Drew Mack. 
and Kevin Owens, host of the famed KO show. Um, we were very excited about this match. I've watched it back because he got such strong reviews. It's definitely good. Man, he just didn't quite have the vigor, the pace, the hate that I was looking for. I will compliment him on being somewhat restrained when it comes to the weaponry. You know, there are a couple of tables, but it wasn't like it wasn't as excessive, there was no dives. <clears throat> I have concluded that your enjoyment of this match is how much you are invested in the story. If you like the story the way I do, that's different to being truly invested and watching each week and seeing all of the developments. The people that have done that seem to have got more out of this than I did. Um, I can appreciate for what it was, but what it was, unfortunately, once again, was not what I was looking for. <laughs> Oracle, I think you're in a similar boat here, right? Man, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't <clears throat> gone and rewatched it, but I was bored, man. Like, and, yeah. and, and I really did. It wasn't like I did something. I tried, I tried, like, it's just, it's it just, just paced it poorly, and like, yeah, like you said, they're just what the hate wasn't there, you know. Um, the finish with Sammy was well done, and and the yes. kind of dramatic WWE sports return finish, very well done. You know, I, yeah. I thought that was a strong finish and and a strong statement finish type thing. Um, but it just it just didn't grab me, you know. It wasn't bad. Um, it just it wasn't didn't have the yeah. didn't have the feel, but I. I think, and this is where it's hard now, I really think they agented this match expecting a different crowd reaction. <clears throat> and I'm not yeah. defending it because that's the way, it, but, bro, like, this crowd was was flat. Yeah. And the match wasn't built in a way where they were going to get them. It was built in a way where they expected the crowd to be, like, rocking. Um, There was some good work in them. I, mean, I thought Jey Uso was fabulous in terms of like, the way he, like, sold his hand the whole fucking match after Butch mm -hmm. did that shit. The issue is... While I can appreciate what Butch did in that first five minutes, was that really the way to get them on their feet, you know? Like him just working fucking Jay's fingers, like... And obviously the problem with the structure with the babyface having the advantage, the problem with, as much as we like a few of them, the babyface team did not have much... Um, you know, they did not... Well, much the problem with the, and that goes back to our criticism of whatever WWE does. They have regular wrestling matches. Yeah, if, if you mm -hmm. watch like Morgan's, they're like immediately they're, like throwing people into the cage using the cage, but in their worlds, it's too dangerous. Just work your match. They'll have off of it instead. Work your match. Um, um, but like, <clears throat> I don't know. It used to be better. Fair. Yeah, I have to say this before I throw it to you guys because this is personal for me. What happened to Seamus, bro? Seamus was like. It was kind he, of just there. He was like yeah. the pedestrian. He well, he's anything. like the one guy we can rely on and trust with our emotions and our feelings, yeah. you know? He's he like going there and beat anybody up, man. He didn't even like re whack anyone other than the, the spot, you know, like the spot they all did the beats that whatever the fuck they call it. Mm -hmm. He didn't even like clobber someone or like bust someone's nose up, you know? It's disappointing. And well, I don't even blame the guy really, you know? No, it's just yeah. you know, sad. Yeah. Drew McIntyre kind of feels like uh, he kind of feels a little bit like a dead man walking as a baby face to me. I don't know about you fellas. I mean, he came out of the cage like he was going to get some sort of Hogan pop and they just sort of looked at him. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. It was bizarre. 
the baby faces don't ever that just say there we go this is exactly what I was about to say the baby faces were just the guys that the the story was playing opposite you know mm-hmm. they felt so insignificant in the match i mean kevin yeah to be fair kevin obviously is part of the story but the other baby faces felt like just guys yeah. that were getting beat up um <coughs> paul yeah. Heyman was very good um bob what do you think yeah yeah i mean I don't think it was bad. It just it didn't really uh, didn't really hit the level that I was looking for. Kind of like you talked about. Like I thought it was a good match. Um, I thought the storytelling was good, but like both with the men's and the women's one, it kind of felt like they were all going to go out there and try and make it like this big spectacle. You know, being the first one on the main roster, and I don't know that they really uh, managed to hit that with either one. And I don't know if that's, you know, just the way it was laid out poorly or cause you know, again, I like all 20 people across both matches. So it's like, it's really confusing to see what exactly went wrong there. Cause yeah, I don't know. Like it wasn't probably the top three pay-per-view main event of the year. Maybe not even top five. Like they've had some really strong main events this year and this one just didn't get there. I don't think. I thought this was the worst triple H pay-per-view. <clears throat> to be fair. I do want to quickly say, what went wrong for us does not necessarily like this has been a hit generally. Oh yeah. Which is I'll be completely transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I was kind of stunned at some of the things I read about this show last night, just to be completely real. But like just to be clear, like this, you know, we're talking about our but for a lot of people this was a huge hit. Um mm-hmm. Oracle, what did you make of this? There was a lot of good ingredients, as you said, and the finish was nice and you know the drama, the storytelling, but didn't quite feel the way we wanted it to you know mm-hmm. what did you think yeah um <clears throat> i don't know man i don't know i don't even know how to like put it into words I, I think there's there's a point to be made by uh don't have it out here in the chat that there's just not they don't have hot faces in the company right now you know no, they don't who is and, actually the hot baby face in the company is this actually can't believe Sammy he's not even a face yeah, Sammy yeah. Zayn. Um, Let's count Seamus and Kevin for the sake of arguments. Okay. okay. Um, I guess Drew's still, but they don't really care about him, like we talked about. Um, Rod Ooh. doesn't really have any. No. Drew's not hot. Yeah. If you were carrying cross for two months. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cody. Bloodline stuff's really great, but you do need to, like, you have to be careful with them just being the whole story because it feels like it makes the other guys feel less important, you know? Yeah. Speaking of such, there's a real argument that Sammy should be the guy who wins this fucking belt. And I know that sounds insane. I know that's going to be like one of the most, like, um, <laughs> it would be, it would feel bonkers the idea of him owning the belt for like two and a half years and it drop it to Sammy Zayn. But I legitimately think <laughs> they may have to go in that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm like crazy for this, Bob. What you like? I understand we've all wanted Cody and fought Cody for a long time, but they're telling this story, and I know they could win the tag belts. I get it, but like, mm. is there not an argument that you just fucking do it, man? You just go with Sami Zayn. He's so hot right now. Yeah, is there an argument, Bob. No, there's definitely an argument. I mean, if it's not going to be Cody, I'd love for it to be Sammy rather than you know anyone else on the roster. Like those are the two guys that I'd be perfectly fine with having happen. You know, people suggest Jey Uso. I don't really see that one. Um, 
people suggested Drew you know, a couple months ago. Obviously, that didn't pan out. But yeah, those feel like the two best guys at this point uh, to go for it. Oracle, you've had a lot of ups and downs with Sami Zayn. What do you think? Am I going nuts here? Am I losing my mind? No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going nuts. I think that's the that's the hot hand. You know, you kind of it makes the most sense right now. I mean, <clears throat> in terms of you know. You know, give it to him. Um, I think the problem with that is, is he seems like a guy who would win it and then lose it right back. Yes. Um, whereas I think somebody like we keep going to it, somebody like a Cody's a guy who can win it and have a rain. And the way that Triple H books is is more along the lines of who's going to be the next reigning champion. Um, Fair. So I don't think Sammy has much of a chance of actually winning it, but I, and I'm not sure, and I wouldn't give him a title reign anyways. Um, so I, I kind of, I like the idea and it makes the most sense, but I also don't think it's, I don't know. I just don't like, I don't know. You don't like where it leaves you basically. Right. So your conclusion, <clears throat> your answer to me to conclude was, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hmm. Um, I would like the end of this story to be like the Usos also escaping. Like the Usos also realizing like the actual real piece of shit is Roman, you know? Well, yeah, it'd be like an hmm. actual good way to end the story. Because Jay Uso is like he's he's like he's a monster and a villain, but really he's just a result of how this has all played out, right? Like the poor yeah. dude, he fought Roman, you know. I hope they have something good for Jey Uso is what I'm getting at. I think he's been remarkable in this program. Um, Jimmy's fun, don't get me wrong, but Jey Uso has been really, really good in this. So we'll see how we go. Um, and a really – how do I put this? It was a bit of a reminder for me, this show, that right now WWE is much more fun in theory for me personally than in – actually sitting down and watching it um everyone knows i don't, I don't watch not everyone people watching this know that i don't watch the tv closely or anything so that might be part of it but this show really looked to me like hey like no way this show would be less than great in my mind and in reality i thought it was just like solid and <clears throat> there are certain elements to the way these shows are done that i i just really struggle with right now it, it's like it kind of bums me out because i want to be able to enjoy it more than i am right now but that's that's where i'm at bob where are you at kind of like big picture on wwe coming out of Survivor series yeah i mean it the two matches that i thought were going to be good i think were you know really the two highlights even if they didn't necessarily you know go as high as i thought they would but like i think there's really um a point to be made with what you said like it just it wasn't bad it just it feels like it could have been more and maybe that's the wrong way to look at it but like because plenty yeah. of people enjoyed it you know and you know there's a big difference between you know this is bad and this isn't for me and i think we've uh done a good job kind of conveying <laughs> that this whole time um you know i'm looking forward to if the next you know eight weeks or whatever till the rumble you know not having a pay-per-view if the tv kind of jumps up and is more important or if they just kind of keep doing the same thing until the rumble comes around. There's definitely a chance to reset a little bit. Um, I would like them to take it. Cause a lot of this stuff's been going on for a long time. And I think, you know, 
switching some stuff up and getting some fresh, uh, you know, feuds and stuff would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want it to be good. Hope it's good. And uh, it's really all there is to it, you know, at the end of the day. Um, I do think one thing, and I know Backup Hangman was talking about this, like the presentation, especially if you're going to do war games, you got to like ditch some of the LED stuff and you got to, you got to change it up a little bit. Like if you're going to do a big match like that, that's fine for yeah, TV. Man. It's fine for most of the pay-per-views, but you know, come on. I want to quickly highlight this. The great Slacker in the chat. Yes. I, I should have brought this up. Solo Sokoa. I've been hiring him for a while now. Monty was hilariously wrong about that situation as he usually <laughs> is. Um, he also got all of his predictions wrong for this show. I'd like uh. to know. <laughs> if you go back and watch Fed Dead, you'll realize he was right about most of the matches, but I talked to him privately. He was wrong. Um, he also thought Solo Sakai was not good like four months ago. So <clears throat> please keep that in mind before you give your money at WrestlePurious.com. Um, Oracle, big picture. Where are you at in your WWE interest right now? Again, we're only speaking for ourselves here, folks. Oracle, where are you at, mate? I mean, <sighs> I'm not so sure how much I'm going to care through the Rumble, you know? Yeah. Um, they haven't done anything for me to, like, really want to tune in. Um, now with my work schedule changing, you know, I mean, it's – I don't feel so much like I'm going to miss anything when I get off at 8 o'clock, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not that I wouldn't miss, you know, in general. I'd you know, just get caught up on the DVR, but it sounds preferable than sitting there and – yeah. You know, <clears throat> being disinterested. It doesn't feel particularly hot, does it? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there are many reviews of this show, many kind of conversations about this show that are a lot more positive, and I'm happy about that. You know, I hope people are enthusiastic and excited. I just, I don't, you know, it's not a doom and gloom thing. It's just, it's no, like, it's just, you know. mm-hmm. I think we all really thought we were going to love this show, and we all kind of thought it was, it was, it was okay, you know? Yeah. Like, just, it, was, it was a little bit of a reality check for me personally. I spoke to myself on that part of it, but I just, I honestly thought this show was like kind of can't miss on paper. Um, that was not how I watched the show. <laughs> yeah. It struck me watching it. Maybe it was just hurt by that crowd, which it does have to know. I'm very seldom point out crowd like, fuck, man, they were, that was a rough crowd they had, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No yeah. excitement. And I understand, like, you know, you should get the people. You should get good Lord, They right? wanted Mercedes Monet. They did. Well, fair. Can't blame them watching the match. They watched in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's, that's where we're at, I guess, on the World Wrestling Federation. Of course, we will be back tomorrow night with our impromptu review of Raw after it closes with um, Bianca Blair running the razor after Alexa DDTs her onto a uh, <laughs> steel guard round. Or something. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Probably should leave the hair. That would probably a discourse Bob doesn't want to have to deal with tomorrow night on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> probably leave. Probably leave. I don't need that text from Bob at 10 30 Eastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Bobby, any any final words, any final thoughts, plugs, promotions, all that good stuff? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, there's no Fed Dead this week because we're doing Grim Grappler, so that'll be fun. Christian Cage Tuesday. Yes. Go to the Twitter to find the matches. Um, I don't know if it's pinned, but like just type a uh, late night green Christian, you'll see it. Um, fuck it, it's r- the Rumble against the Dudleys. It's the ladder match with RVD. Mm-hmm. It's the cage match with Abyss, the title match with Joe. And then it's the TV match in February 09 with Jack Swagger and Over the Limit with Randy Orton. 
There you go, folks. Still got it. Um, Oracle, plugs, promotions, final thoughts, closing statements. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it'll be here Tuesday. Um, you know, I've got some re- upper respiratory situation going on here. Um, yes. Let's hope that everything gets better. Um, <clears throat> I'm I am admittedly slightly concerned about I'm going to feel in two days. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, if I'm just like this or a little bit worse, a little bit better, I'll be on. But I'm I try not to worry, you know. The hypochondriac <laughs> and me gets worried. But famous non warrior, the Oracle of Wrestling. Right, right. Yeah, never. I never worry. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, we'll we'll be here to uh talk Kristen Cage. Um and uh What about your uh, your gimmick on Thursday yes. and Friday? That's a very nice transition from the Oracle of Wrestling. Um, this Thursday night, as always, we'll be doing the late night grin. Oracle will not be there for the grin, right? Oracle, because you'll be partying with Bruce Pritchard and yeah, Kofi yeah. for your birthday. It's my birthday. Um, yeah. Health There you go. There's a good point. Um, so the flagship will air as usual, latenightgrin.com. And it will be probably from nine to like midnight on Thursday night. And then, however long that show goes, again, probably three hours, maybe four, God forbid. <laughs> however much is left of my 24 hour mission will continue from that very point onward. I'll hop on Twitch to complete the rest of the 24 hours. So I'll probably be on Twitch for around 20 hours, probably 21, maybe. Um, so that will be through the night on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up until an hour into SmackDown on Friday night. Um, if you saw what the 12 hour mission uh, did to me, you will understand the sort of selling point of this one, which is that hopefully I stay awake. Hmm. Um, I don't have any plans. If you have ideas, suggest them. I have no guests booked beyond that first three hours. But I did a tweet, right, boys? Now, granted, when I did the tweet, I forgot what this War Games match looks like and thought Alexa would be like throwing punches and, you know, doing War Games. But you can't get everything in life. Um, so I did a tweet. I said in, I believe, July, if we get Alexa Bliss in War Games, I'll do a 24-hour stream. Didn't really think it was going to happen. <laughs> it happened. So here we are. <laughs> this Thursday night, all the way through into Friday night, 24-hour stream. Okay, now I do want to say, of course, if we're going to do this, I'm going to pop as I'm going to be silly. It's always good to pair these things. Uh, look at this from Luke. Just there a long pre-tape. Mm. It is always good to pair these things with a worthwhile um, cause. And, you know, I know our friend, the great confirmed shoot, tweeted the link, right? Um, LBDA.org. Uh, the Lou Body Dementia Association to donate and like, you know, said that's the thing. And I thought it'd be, it'd be logical and just kind of the right thing to do for this platform. If that's the, where the proceeds go for this stream. So that's where they'll be going. I do not yet know how that works. I believe Twitch has a charity stream function, um, <clears throat> which I will explore. If not, we will just use stream labs like we did last time. And all of that money will go straight, um, straight to charity. So, that is what's ahead, but there are other shows first, let alone Thursday. I'm back later tonight with the young lions of the platform. 
I believe it's just Dukes and Topan. I were doing Fleet Week, talking about the All Elite Wrestling promotion that runs out of Chicago. Um, <laughs> that'll be that'll be airing tonight. We're probably going to do that around eight Eastern because I want to watch this Ricky Steamboat match that's coming up here shortly. Because um, Brian Pillman Jr. is currently wrestling Kerry Morton on that show, Oracle. Uh, lock in, mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second generation, brother. Um, so tonight, <laughs> Fleet Week. Please join us for that. Myself, Dukes, Tope, on AEW. They have graphs and stuff that they've prepared, which I respect. Um, Nerds. Fucking got their ass, bro. Good shit. <laughs> uh, then tomorrow night, I'm on Wrestling Purist Worldwide. Maybe something like that, Green. I don't know. Probably shouldn't be because I'm in 24 fucking hours later this week. Tuesday, Green Grab the Christian Cage. Wednesday, true. Wednesday, Dynamite uh, Grin Along. Thursday, hopefully, Jay Shell and Joe show because Jay Shell was at this very event and hopefully liked it more than we did, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the big stream Thursday night through Friday night. Much to look forward to, um, I guess, if you're that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what's coming up, boys. All right. We appreciate you all. We wish this program was more triumphant. Please do not call us uh, AEW Mecca. Two of the people on this screen barely watch AEW, let alone like it. Uh. <laughs> Without even talking about Bob, my right, Oracle? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> um, so, Fleet Week later tonight. But maybe we'll be mean about AEW on there. I mean, I doubt it because, you know, we have the Young Lions, right? But. Maybe we're just mean now. Is this what we do now? Are we just like, do we just not like wrestling? Is that our bit? Yeah. We're back to that. Great. We escaped. Mm. Bob on Thursday night was like, we're back wrestling. You know, like my optimism has returned for the professional <laughs> wrestling. Did one show of Oracle and I and was like, well, yeah, I guess they he's dead. Shame. Mm. Got no baby faces, dead crowds. Mm. It's tough going out there. Hang in there, folks. Professional wrestling will return in approximately 90 minutes from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat teams with Dax the X Holwood and Cash Wheeler. Is that tonight? That's tonight, brother. Russell Um, Cade. What did you say? Russell Cade. No, it's uh, big time wrestling. Mm. Russell Cade was Speedball and uh, Dax yesterday, yeah. Oh, listen to this. This is funny before we go out here. So the advertisement says they they take on Arn Anderson's Four Horsemen. Of Brock Anderson and Jay Lethal as Black Machismo. <laughs> and I read it like three times and was like, but Randy Savage wasn't in the But <laughs> 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 like, uh... he's dressing up as an old wrestler who actively was not in the group. Yeah. This is should this should be illegal. I mean, a lot of things about this should be illegal. They had a Actually, personal just... heated feud revolving yeah. around money and divorce and stuff. And they had that very funny match. Uh, on the beach where Arn turned heel and interfered and laid out Randy with a DDT and Randy just kicked out and pinned right his finish. Yeah. <laughs> Which ruled. <laughs> um, Kerry Morton just beat Pillman. The NWA is back, boys. I love it. All right. Shout out to Kerry Morton. Shout out to the Rock and Roll Express. Um, shout out to Jeff Jarrett. Shout out to Robert Gibson's eye. <laughs> yeah, God bless him. Oh, like who, man, that's like out of control. On that note, <laughs> enjoy this outro. <laughs>